We good? I think we're good. Ready to get started? Yeah, let's get started. Let's just dive. Just gonna dive. With no game plan, no layout, no pre-discussion, no prep, just <laughs> let's roll. Good evening, good morning, good afternoon to all of our friends. We apologize for our hiatus. We are the role players. I am Arthur Mosley. He is Daniel Allen. Our opinions don't matter. You should listen to us anyway. You can find us on Twitter at the role players and the number one. You can also find us on iTunes and on SoundCloud, although we are not SoundCloud artists. We have been out for, gosh, two weeks. Two weeks. Big, long labor dispute in the middle of the season. (laughs) Yeah, we had some contract problems, and Art was was doing the Levion thing. I was I was taking my talents elsewhere. I was saying, you not you not gonna. And I was supporting him. And uh, so I appreciate my. There was not enough candy here not for us. I think that was so, the issue. So we, I think we got uh, we got a signing bonus this week. <laughs> we got to rectify. <laughs> so uh, we're back, but the problem is a st- you know, we didn't get our contract fulfilled until about uh, 7.30 this evening. Yeah. So we're, we we weren't really prepped to do a show. We were prepped to do a show last week. Yeah. And then the negotiations fell through at the last minute. Crumbled, like, yeah. Crumbled. Just absolutely. It, it, it was so bad I had to, you know, I had to get out of the state and go to South Carolina for a couple of It was of a days. very hostile environment. Extremely. So uh, we're back. Everybody's okay. We're back. We made it. We survived. Uh-huh. And I, I guess these things happen when you're big time. <laughs> you go through contract disputes, and and so that was a first for me. And I'm, uh-huh. and I, I guess that was a first for you. Yeah, yeah, it was. And so I, th- I think we're going to be better for that. I think there will be more harmony. But we probably won't be better tonight because this is 100 <laughs> percent audibles tonight. Yeah, 100 percent won't won't sound as well. We'll probably sound fine, but yeah, we don't we don't know where we're going. We've got we've got some picks. We do, but have then some we picks. got two weeks to try to Kinda to discuss. Deep. That's hard. That is extremely hard, especially one of those weeks. I I I completely was unaware. Like you were sending me updates, and I you was were in the wilderness, weren't you? In the complete wilderness, so I wasn't getting texts all the time, and then. I thought it was game time, and, and you know, next thing I know, every it's like nine o'clock at night, and every game is done. And I'm like, wait a minute! And I think the only game I saw while I was out was uh, that first week was Penn State and Indiana oh. on a Friday night. Did you compile notes to discuss about that? I was very shocked at how slow Penn State looked against Indiana in the first half, and how how Indiana seemed to be given. Uh, Penn State some fits, and then all of a sudden Indiana kind of did an Indiana thing, and it just kind of—I don't want to say self self imploded because Penn State's a pretty good football team. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, I don't like James Franklin, but they're a pretty good football yeah. team. Yeah. Uh, I, I Unless it's fourth and five. Well, what do you then mean? they become a very bad football team. Well, what do you think you should do? <laughs> should you should you let your quarterback do a read pass option when he's been averaging about five yards a carry, or do you hand it off to your running back? Three yards in the backfield. <laughs> I'm not a football coach. Better about that. To see Urban Meyer win a game like that. Can, we, just... can we talk about <clears throat> bitterness? I mean, my level of pettiness knows no bounds. Yeah. And so I, I have absolutely – I should probably hate both Ohio State and Penn State equally. 
uh, back in 1986, if I'm not mistaken, Penn State beat Miami in the Fiesta Bowl. It's like 10 to 6. It's like, uh, I think, uh, Vinny Testicles threw, I think it was Testicles, <laughs> threw like four or five interceptions. It was just the worst game. Miami should have, the game should have been an absolute slaughter. And I always despised Penn State for beating my Hurricanes. And that was like, I don't know, I was 86. I was 10 years old. Okay. A very formidable time in my life. That's an imprint on you. Yes, extremely. So anytime I see anything Penn State, I just think Joe Paterno, stupid plain white, stupid plain blue uniforms. I hate you. I hate you very much, Penn State. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm going on the record to saying I hate Penn State more than Ohio State. So no, 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 no. So do you is, remember 2002, Art? Do you remember 2002? That was a game that Miami should have won. Yes, but that that referee made a, a a call. It was you know you should never be in a position to. Why let. did they make the call? Because who was on the other side? It was Jim Tressel. It was Ohio State. Well. The pride of the Midwest, the the ethical, moral, the you know, versus Miami and Maurice Claret and all his holiness. And that's so, why. So I do hate Ohio State. Let's not. I mean, I, there was disdain there, but Penn State. It's it's long. I told you, I, I hold grudges. I'm bitter, salty, petty. Listen, my my hatred of Ohio State started in 2002, and I'm not even a Miami fan. Well. I just, mm. I, I'm a very strange individual. And Has you know Jim, James Franklin ever covered up, you know, like domestic violence or that sort of murders, things like that, to your knowledge? Not, not to the best of my knowledge, okay. counselor. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, so, then you must have been happy on Saturday. So uh, there was part of me that was happy, and then the other part was thinking, okay, now if – Penn State can't beat Ohio State. Who could beat Ohio? Because I would love nothing more for the Big Ten to get left out of the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, that would be absolutely a, a wonderful thing to me. It just won't happen. That won't, after last year, that will not happen. I don't know. The other pride of the Midwest might make it. You who? know who the other pride is? Who? Notre Dame. Hey, you know my feelings on that. <laughs> you know my feelings on Notre Dame sneaking into the playoff. Ugh. They've only got a couple left. They they got a big game this week. Yeah. Against I mean, I guess after week one that was a big game, but anytime you lose to Old Dominion, can you really be taken seriously? That's hard to. It's hard to. And you called that. You yeah. called that a long time ago. Yeah. Paper Tiger, Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech, yeah. Also didn't believe in David Shaw. Mm. Notre Dame played them last week. Mm-hmm. Didn't go so well for no, David Shaw. <laughs> no, we didn't. They were living <sighs> on borrowed time. Yeah, they were. After they snuck out that one against Oregon, that was probably going on when you were turning on the TV out there, right? Gosh, but I, what what day would that have been? Saturday. You the, might still have been in the trees. Yeah, I think I may have been. Or with the seals. Seals, trees. Why don't you mention that, what you did? So Where were you? I was out west in um, California, west coast. Had a chance Painted to visit. Gold? Uh, no. Just, you didn't want to go out there and try did, to just, stick uh, your claim? I did go to San Francisco, but I was not looking to be a 49er. Very interesting city, San Francisco. Mm-hmm. So I, 
I, I think I texted you the first night I was there or the second day I was there, maybe when it was a legitimate time to text someone on the East Coast. I said, hey, uh, walking out of the hotel room last night and uh, looked at Hillary and she looked at me and all we smelled was weed. <laughs> and then our 11-year-old son is like, Ew, what's that nasty smell? <laughs> <laughs> and so I, one of the things I, I think... My kids are pretty sheltered, and I, I, I living in the South, and even Atlanta, you can kind of get everything you want, right? In 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 the big city in the South, but you know, my kids are even sheltered from that. I, I've completely forgotten. Like I've become so hardened. Like one of the things about San Francisco is there's a ton of panhandlers, and working in Midtown Atlanta uh, conditions you for to deal with panhandlers. And I'm not saying you should never give anybody money, but there's a lot of days where I just don't have money, and there's some days I want to say, why don't you give me a dollar? I got, you know, two kids at home that are about to rob me blind when I get home. I can't afford to give you a dollar. I got to give them a dollar. And we were standing in line for a trolley. I guess I, me and Isaac had gone to get uh, uh, tickets for the cable car. And I come back and Hillary's like, um, Henry just got panhandled. Like somebody went up to my 11-year-old son asking for money. I was like, so, and, and not that, I, I, that's okay, but it's it's a dirty, kind of grimy place. Not every, uh-huh. it's not all of it's pretty, but... Um, there are some parts of San Fran that are absolutely gorgeous. Um, it's a city I think I could have spent a month in and I did, I, you know, and just, uh, explore, eat, hang out, take pictures, but I miss the South. My heart's in the South. My favorite part of the trip, two favorite parts. I got to hang out. Not many people can say this. Got to hang out with my in-laws who I really enjoy being around. Um, so we got to spend some time with them. And uh, then uh, we're in the uh, Sequoia National Park, which is part of the Sequoia National Forest. And the, 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 we, we say goodbye to my in-laws, and I'm re- literally, it's three hours away to get to this place. And everything is like three hours away in California, I feel like. And I'm, I'm looking at the Waze app, and I'm like, God, we're not going to get there till 6.30, which means we're not going to get to our hotel until 10 o'clock. Because if we spend an hour here, it's going to take another three hours to get there, and blah, 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 blah. So we do it anyway. We go, my sister-in-law says, if you're going that way, you got to go see the General Sherman, which is, by volume, the largest tree yeah, in, the, uh, in the world. I, that's what I've read. And so we get to the Sequoia National Forest, pay our $35, drive up this windy road with all these hairpin turns. My wife is telling me, don't drive off the edge. So the, the pressure is on. Mm-hmm. We get to the top and kind of like beautiful, large redwood trees, just picturesque. We park. Another car parks next to us. I look over and look at the guy and don't think anything of it. Get out. He gets out, comes around the side of the vehicle and looks at me and says, Art Mosley. <laughs> and I turn around and I look, I knew exactly who it was. It was Daryl Roundtree or Sir Daryl Roundtree is his real name. Um, he's out there with his wife and their son and they just happen to be in California. So Sir Daryl Roundtree is my high school basketball teammate. Like I went to high school in Jacksonville, Florida. Not, yeah. and, and, and so we're out there and we run into each other. Like the most random. Yeah, we go into the. National Forest, the same time you are, and yes. park right next to you. He, only, I mean, only he was you. right behind me. Not only that, he was right behind me driving up. 
Oh, my Dude, gosh. I'll be honest. Anytime Art goes anywhere, he always sees somebody he knows. Anywhere. That's not- I've never been anywhere with you where you didn't see somebody you knew. I didn't see anybody I knew while I was in the city of San Francisco. Uh, okay. Well, when we've gone to Athens, I don't think you've seen anybody you know. No. no. So that's like three times ever that you haven't seen anybody you know. <laughs> I thought at first I thought it was just Cherokee County. So I'm like, all right. So he knows everybody in Cherokee. But you're going out to California bumping into people. Hmm. I don't know what it is. You need to go to Europe, test no, it out. Yeah, uh, I can. Or China. It. I can guarantee you I wouldn't know anybody in in Europe or China or South America. Yeah, non- nonsense. You would run into someone vacationing there, <laughs> you know? So Somebody would know you. So that's where I was. So that's one of the reasons why uh, we missed a week. Yeah. Uh, but had an absolute uh, phenomenal time there. And I think we were on the go so much because it was a family va- vacation, but... I could kind of get used to waking up at 9 o'clock and watching football for almost all day. Oh, yeah. I didn't get to do that. But you could. But I could get used to it. Yeah. But could you get used to games, like the night game starting at 5, and then they're done at 8? Maybe. Then you can go out to dinner or go to bed. You don't have to stay up until... That's true. It's just like a lot of them, like the NBA Finals, a 7 o'clock tip-off is a 4 o'clock tip-off there. So the game is over at 7. You can go but, to dinner. But what if you're working? Out. Well, you should get um, unlimited data on your phone, and you can watch it while you work. I guess. I don't know if I'd like that. Or you could go in at 7 and leave at 4. I guess. Or go in at 6 and leave at 3. Yeah. Because, I mean, let's just face it. All the, In my my world, in the like all the financial markets, if you're in the financial business, all the financial markets are shut down at four o'clock essentially and so that's one o'clock on the west coast so what yeah. are you gonna do file yeah. that's true have a meeting i don't know what they do out there go over tps reports i mean that's <laughs> anyways so that's what i did um anything jump out to you over the last two weeks oh my gosh tiger woods can we talk about tiger woods yeah which which part the, the the not not last week okay. not last week I'm talking the part about two, where he sucks in the Ryder Cup again no or no. the part where he wins the, an event with thirty guys in it the the part where he wins an event with thirty guys in it <laughs> that was crazy though the, the scene on eighteen but, but it's kind of I I saw that I don't know if I've ever seen anything like that except I just feel like Tiger has always had that draw and people are like I've never seen anything like it I'm like do you not remember when Tiger was really good not, right, I know but they didn't not walking down like the, the, fairway. the fairway I know they right. didn't do that but that. I mean so the, here's the question for people and I think golf has come a long way since Tiger burst on the scene yeah. and golf is bigger than Tiger Woods I think golf will survive with or without Tiger Woods but he matters yeah I mean, you ask the networks if he matters. <laughs> he absolutely matters, and he's in the hunt, man. And I think people are hungry to see that. Yeah. Like, I think for the most part, we love a redemption story in this country. For the most part, unless it's becomes political and you're on a party side and you want to murder, you know, <laughs> you know, assassinate yeah. someone's character. But uh, most folks love a comeback story. Mm-hmm. Tiger is. I mean, he was down and out. He was this way I guess, down. I guess way the thing, out. The thing that people love Tiger because he was so great and he bought a different kind of type of fan. And I'm not talking about 
uh, ethnicity. He just bought a different type of fan to golf. Yeah. Um, and then, but he's kind of, he's stuck up. He doesn't talk to anybody. He's kind of a, you know, laser focused type A. Yeah. Then he gets knocked off his pedestal. A little humility. Mm-hmm. Seems a little more likable. It's it's still, he still seems a little like. Yeah. Like you kind of. Scripted, but it's not, it's not a scowl all the way on the course and not talking to anybody and all that sort of stuff. It's, I think it's people want to. When they watch him back in the day, and even now, they they want that feeling like he could do anything. Like anything is, you know, like the superhuman feats. Mm-hmm. It's just like people want to see LeBron in the, the finals. It's just you Not want to me. see I the guys. I don't want to see LeBron in the finals. Right, but a lot of people do. And they just want to, you know, think that he can come out and, in his 40s and win majors and mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah, yeah, it was cool. It was cool to see. Then he followed it up by getting... Playing an egg. Well, oh, he was smacked around the. F- he was pl- he was playing with the best person he could play with. The b- Patrick the, Reed. D- man, I could I could do an hour just talking about the dysfunction <laughs> of the American Ryder Cup team, but we don't we don't need to. We've already got two weeks of football to catch up on. So, but I guess the other big news in golf, and I didn't was this: they're moving the uh, the FedEx Champions Cup, right? They're moving it up so it won't have to compete. The playoff, yeah. yeah. They're shifting the schedule all around next year. So uh, maybe that's something we can get the Gorn Golf Minute back on. And that's true. Maybe in the off season and Talk about talk that. Talk a little bit about that. Yeah. If he's recovered from the U.S. losing. But shouldn't he, he be used to that? Well, he hasn't, he hasn't been following long enough to, to experience many Ryder Cups, so he doesn't understand the... It's been 25 years since America won over there, you know. I mean, it's you just you, and you still look at it and you think, oh, we got all these guys, and you think, all right, America should win on paper, but that's not how the Ryder Cup works. It's not. Ever. It doesn't ever, 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 ever. So, anyways, so such is life. K Sarah Sarah. Mm-hmm. So um, let me see. Two weeks ago, I'm trying to think of scores from two weeks ago while I was while I was out. You want me to help uh, you out? Help me out because I, I when I went on on vacation, I vacationed from everything, including college football, which I, I think I was having withdrawals by by that Friday mm-hmm. night. That's why I ended up watching Penn State. And well, of course, Old Dominion two touchdowns over Virginia Tech. Well, no, uh, I'm sorry. What'd you say? Court Old, Old uh, Dominion. Okay. Um, the trucking line, old the, the truckers beat Virginia Tech. Waxed number thirteen, Virginia Tech. You know, I know it. At least one of us thought they were overrated. Uh, Alabama and Texas A&M. You know they waxed A&M. Clemson, Georgia Tech, predictable. Georgia Tech did score three touchdowns. Uh, what else happened then? <laughs> Nothing. I mean Stanford, Oregon. Oregon choked away a game. Um, but that was that week, so nothing huge. Uh, how about Clemson and Syracuse this week? Uh, Kelly a, Bryant? Yeah, Kelly Bryant says bye-bye. And all the I had a chance to listen to the national media uh, when that announcement was made as I was driving, driving over to uh, Columbia. And it was, well, we really love Kelly Bryant, but to say it was unfair and he was never given a shot. And I was did like, he say that? He did say that. They, no, a, he did that's not. That's what they said he said. Like every 
every sports talk show said, well, Kelly Bryant said that he was transferring, that he was not given a fair shot, and it was a slap in the face. Dude, you you started the first four games. How were you not giving him? For right. How about perform better? <laughs> oh, gosh. If he really said that, then that's disappointing. So no one – and who was the other kid from – was it Texas Tech or Kansas State? Um, there was another player who – Decided after four games that he didn't get the ball enough, so he was mm. going to transfer. And I can't remember his name. That's how insignificant. A couple of people have. Uh, but which is, there's two things here. It's and I've I've heard a couple of arguments. It's one, you know, you 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 you, you say, well, the kid needs to honor his commitment and 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 play no. and stick it out. And okay, I, I understand that uh, in certain scenarios, like when you're married. Mm-hmm. Or when you're a parent, mm-hmm. or uh, when you're leading somebody, perhaps. But how many times do coaches, you know, a better opportunity comes along oh, and a coach peace. says, "I'm out." And yeah. guess what? If um, if nine thirty studios instead of nine thirty two studios shows up at our doorstep one day and says, "We got a better deal for the role players," guess what? We're out. Yeah, we're, we're going next over, door. Yeah, we're jumping ship. We, there's no loyalty. You got to take care of yourself. Exactly. Who's who else is going to look out for you? Right. I have no problem with it. So, I mean, good for him. Go go, go! find your way. Once again, if we're not talking about him leaving his marriage, we're not talking about him leaving a kid, we're talking about him believing he can still play. Mm-hmm. Now, we may have a fundamental disbelief about that, he and I, and I'm no evaluator of talent in football, but, you know, every, everybody seems to get on this pedestal of this self-righteousness of you got to honor your commitment and we're not talking about yeah you should honor your commitment if you say you're going to do something you should do it things don't go the way you want there's an out if i don't like my job i can quit right you can go to another company hey you should stay in your job and be miserable you should never try to to to, to yeah better yourself i don't know i just it's uh, ridiculous so you got that it's ridiculous and then what was funny to me was when Bryant went down with what was clearly going to be a concussion. Oh, uh, oh, uh, or, I mean Lawrence. Lawrence. Yeah, clearly a concussion. <laughs> and then these announcers later, well, do you think Kelly Bryant will come back to the team now that Trevor Lawrence is hurt? You know, he, it's a concussion at, at work. He didn't break his neck. Right. He didn't tear his ACL. Why would Kelly Bryant come back? Because the guy was <laughs> missed was a half like of football. the most asinine question. I, had, I mean, it's... I know. I heard it like three or four times that day. Yeah, People saying, like, now is the, is the door left open for Kelly? Well, Dabo did say he would welcome him back. Well, do you think Kelly Bryant's listening? Like, no, you're going to come back for one game, burn your red shirt, and then Lawrence is going to come back healthy. And Right. You, come on. These people are nuts. Ridiculous. Um, so that was, a, and, and that was an, a very interesting game. Chase Bryce coming in. I did get a chance to watch that game. Chase Bryce coming in and, um, yeah. and leading the team, leading the comeback. It was one of those games, though, where the defense, maybe if, you know, and what's it, Travis Etienne, the running back, mm-hmm. had a, what, like 200-some-odd yards? Or he had a lot. Maybe it wasn't 200. Whatever he had. He had like 30 carries, whatever he ended kinda, up with him. Kind of uh, wore down the Syracuse defense. Um, Syracuse, when they when the game got tight, even with the senior leader Eric Dungey at quarterback, they just seemed to fold. And maybe it was Baber's play calling, but they just yeah. And I hate to say momentum, it's predictable. But but the Clemson defense kind of stepped up. But where was that defense 
in the first quarter. Let's let's talk about that. How underwhelming, compare at least compared to what everyone expected from them, has Clemson's defense been? Just been kind of their pedestrian. Uh, yeah. And when was the last time that Clemson had a star linebacker? I mean, I guess some people could say Bullware was, but I don't think he was a star. He's not. No. I mean, like an elite, like he, they've had every other position, you know, cornerback, safeties, defensive linemen, left and right, wide receivers, quarterbacks, offensive line, but linebackers. I don't know why. But they're, mm. they're I mean, their front four is great. Their linebackers are, eh, and then their secondary is just. They're there. And they've got some young guys in the secondary. Yeah, everybody does, for the most part. Bama but, does, but, Georgia does. But you, you just thought, the, my thought was, well, that front four is just going to be able to do whatever they want against anybody. Yeah, and just they, body slam everyone. Mm-hmm. It never works like that, does it? Never. No, never. unless you're Bama. And then you do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, can, can, we, can we talk? So, so we, Clemson survives. Yeah. Uh, a, 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 a game that a team in the ACC won that really needed to win, Florida State, with a last-second heroics against Loserville. Has Petrino just given up? I thought Taggart had given up after watching that first. That was, that was awful. An yes. epic collapse by Louisville. And Florida State is a more talented team, I yeah, think. Yeah, of course. Uh, let's see. I fell asleep. I, I'm going to have to be honest with you. I fell asleep during the epic comeback, the epic Ohio State comeback. Yeah. That was that was frustrating but predictable. The the end of the second half, towards the end, I mean, first half, Penn State fumbles. They were up 13 nothing. They fumbled the ball, and Ohio State comes down and scores, and you're like, all right, well, Ohio State just won. Because it's man, that sort of thing just that always seems to happen for Ohio State. Somebody makes a mistake and then they score, and then they're you know they're back rolling. Right. It's just and that fourth and five. Oh, you call a timeout too. You like you call a timeout and to go over what you're gonna do, and then you just run in between the tackles. Fourth and five. Why would why would that ever be your plan? Why would you take it? McSorley had been slicing and dicing. Don't you call your best play on fourth and five? Get him moving around with the chance to run it or pass it. And it, and no? Well, you know, there are only three things that can happen when you pass the ball. When you pass the ball. And two of them are bad. Yeah. Um, only two things that can happen when you run the ball. One of them's bad. <laughs> I mean, you know, <laughs> if you really think about it. Actually, yeah, I could think of two. You could... You could gain yardage, you could lose yardage, or you could fumble. Yeah, I guess you could. Right. Theoretically. Yeah, you could. You could. You could come up with scenarios for everything. Yeah, you could. Uh, Paul Johnson on the hot seat? Apparently not. I mean, we've been asking this for since our inception, right? <laughs> I, I don't know. They did beat up, who was it, Sanford? Bowling Green. Bowling Green. Bowling Green this week. Put yeah, a hurt slow start, but then they came back. Put a hurting on Bowling Green. I listened to an interview or, uh, or a part of an interview with, with CPJ today and uh, kind of asking about the offense. And Paul Johnson said, we're not going to fool anybody and come out and run BYU spread offense. All right? It's just not going to happen. He's like, 
the only people we would fool by doing that is ourselves. Mm-hmm. And I kind of said, you know what? He's right. You got you to gotta be true to who you are. I mean, mm-hmm. if all you do is run the ball and get beat by Clemson and South Florida, that's who you are. You are who you are. And you know what? I feel like every five to seven years that you get enough athletes on that type of team to be competitive. Maybe. And or you know, you're left with enough athletes by the previous coach. Okay, you know, and you you make a run. You know, win eight games, make a run. Yeah, it's exciting. The promise of a program like that, you just it's it's got to be thrilling. It's, Sign me up. Well, I don't get it. I don't get why they're satisfied with that, content with whatever it is he does. But man, I would be. They don't have. A, I would have given up by now. They don't have a Paul Hewitt type buyout. So, uh. but think about how long would it take if you fire him? How how many years would it take somebody to take that triple option and that offensive line and everything, and change to a, a contemporary system of some kind, either pro style or spread? Nick Saban could do it. Yeah, maybe. Do you really? <laughs> It's not even that hard. You're coming into a recruiting hotbed with talent all around you. Within 15 miles, you've got enough players probably to build a decent roster. Unless you're Paul Johnson and you just don't care about recruiting and defense and blah, blah, blah. And how many more more coordinators are they going to have to go through before I love it. I love it. Problems on the flats. Yeah. Or maybe not. Maybe the tech fans. Maybe are they don't care. You know, I really don't think they care all that much. Well, beat Georgia once every four years, and you're all right, right? <laughs> and they can say, "What is it? T H W G?" Yeah. Or we run this state. We run the state was the Georgia. Okay. That's what okay. Georgia came up with in 2009. They wrote it on the chalkboard, and then for a few years they went with that. And. uh yeah, the THWG and then whatever else they, I don't Anyhow. know what they come up with. Um, All sorts of clever acronyms. They are a very clever, clever bunch. Um, I'm trying to think if there's any other game that stood out to me on Saturday. Can we talk real quick, talk about the NFL, how I believe the NFL is fixed against the Cleveland Browns? Sure. Uh, um, we haven't talked much NFL at all this this season, and I, I couldn't care less about the Browns. They're playing the Raiders. Uh, it's third down and three or third down and four, and um, they're running back, the old Ohio State running back. Um, Carlos they, Hyde? Carlos Hyde. I mean, runs the ball, kind of goes down, and they kind of mark the ball a little short. They measure first down. They or maybe they spot the ball and it's a first down, and they go back to the review. And on the review, it's like not only did they mark the ball short on the original spot, but dude was like, you know, half a yard to three quarters of a yard beyond the down the gate. Mm-hmm. And the referee comes back and says, after further review, I mean, not only did I see that, I was like, oh, well, he's obviously his knee wasn't down. He's on his back. The ball's here. The the the. Guy in New York who helps the the Fox broadcaster or, or CBS broadcast says, oh, this is clearly a first down. They made a bad spot. Clearly a first down. Everybody's consensus. I'm like, yeah, I can see that. The referee says he's short. <laughs> I mean, I, 
It, it's beyond the, the roughing the passer calls, like when Ben Roethlisberger got tapped on the helmet and crumpled like a cheap suit, yeah. and they called roughing the passer. This is just, I don't know what to think of the NFL right now. It's other a than mess. Absolute goat rodeo. It is a it's goat a mess. rodeo. And, my, and so not only does, so that run by Carlos Hyde, that basically would have ended the ball game. First down, they got a minute, something left. Instead... It's fourth and one, and they punt it, and then Oakland comes down and scores a touchdown, the two-point conversion, and they win in overtime. Yeah, it's terrible. Poor Cleveland. Screw the NFL. I'm, I'm pulling for Cleveland now because <sighs> Baker Mayfield and Nick Chubb, I like those guys. And so, and to, for them to suffer so much, and they just lost LeBron. I mean, it's tough, That's, man. Well, they, yeah, that's it. That's, the Indians are in the playoffs. Does anybody care all that much about baseball? Yeah, the, it's okay. the playoffs. Okay. All right. I mean, we got the Yankees and the A's on the TV right now. That's riveting. If you asked anybody in Cleveland, would you trade how many World Series pennants would you trade for one Super Bowl. I think the average would probably be they would take they would trade ten World Series for one Super Bowl. Probably. Yeah. I don't know. Anyways. All yeah. right. So let's let's move on. Uh, this week, can we start start into this? Let's talk Is there about anything else week. we missed? I mean, um, I know there's plenty we missed, but we don't want to take up. We don't want this to be like a three hour segment. I don't. I don't think. I mean, anything. I'll, real quick. Um, how bad is is college football? Okay, Bama, to me, if you're ranking teams, you have Bama, and then, like, spots two through six, I think, are blank. I don't think you could put anybody that close. And then it's, like, Ohio State, maybe Oklahoma, maybe Georgia, maybe Clemson, right? So five teams mm-hmm. that you think are, okay, by the end of the year, they could be real contenders. Outside of that, what the top ten? Have you seen these top? T- Auburn's number eight. LSU is number five. The, I mean, Kentucky's number thirteen. Who else has been? Virginia Tech was thirteen when they lost. Um, the the top fifteen and it's just awful. It's awful. Art. There's no good teams outside of maybe the top five. So perhaps, but isn't that the way it should be? No, no. There should be the top ten at least oh, should all so be contenders. Should, there should be some equity. There should be some contenders that you think, hey, one of these top ten teams could come through. Or in years past where a team in the top 15 snuck into the playoffs somehow, right? But it shouldn't be a gimme that every year it's going to be Alabama and Clemson, Ohio State, and Oklahoma or Georgia, that four of those five. Maybe Washington sneaks in or, or Pac-12. It's just – it's. These teams are terrible. Is is any of that though? Is any of that nullified, or could it be nullified by not ranking these teams until week eight or week six? Maybe so, maybe. Because you get, but you've you still get a, you get a team like and let's take LSU for example though. All right, they started at like number what 22, something like twenty, and they got up because they, they beat, beat an overrated Miami yeah. team, and then they beat Auburn, who is also very overrated. And they're just living off of that. 
They beat Florida. Florida is not any good, but somehow Florida's ranked. It's just, it doesn't make any sense. It, look at these teams. The LSU, not very good. Notre Dame, do you really think Notre Dame against Ohio State would be a close game? Why is Penn State number 11? Right. You're telling me that Auburn's better than Penn State or that LSU is six spots better than Penn State. Okay, and then Washington, uh, who knows? West Virginia, I think, is good. Central Number 12, Central Florida. The uh-uh. best team in the country. Kentucky, uh-uh. Stanford, uh-uh. Michigan, uh-uh. Wisconsin, meh. Miami. I mean, those, even the... Okay, once you get past the top 15, then I think they're reasonably ranked. But a lot of these teams that have been inhabiting the top 15 do not deserve to be there. They're squatters. Oh, yes. <laughs> they are absolutely Like Oklahoma squatters. State and Virginia Tech that were up there. And all these, it's just, it doesn't make any sense. They're squatters. Me. LSU is a squatter. They're just a placeholder. Yeah, they are. They are. It, it's, Washington it, at number 10 is a squatter, holding somebody's place. <laughs> but look at these teams and think, which one did, okay, look beyond the top 10 even, 10 through 25, and think to yourself, is there a team, okay, outside of Penn State, which we probably both think could compete with some of those teams. Sure. Is there a team from 10 through 25 that you think, could even keep it within three touchdowns of Alabama or compete with Ohio State. Like, that dessert, that could even, or is it even in the same stratosphere as those top teams? No. No. It's the, I mean, like the gap is so huge. The fact that Virginia Tech lost, I'm sorry, I'm going back to Virginia Tech, yeah. to Old Dominion. And they're in the top 25, Art. Because they beat Duke last it's, week. <laughs> And Florida's in the top 25 because they beat Mississippi State, which why was Mississippi State ranked? Because they were ranked because to start they, the year. they're a placeholder. That's why. Yeah. They, they're squatters. All of these – Stanford, squatter. Kentucky, you're a squatter. Michigan State. You're squatting. Yes. You're just squatting. Uh, <laughs> Oklahoma, guess what? You're squatting too. Kentucky no, might, might end with two losses because they don't play anyone good, but they're not a – Come on, man. Notre Dame is squatting. At number six, they're squatting. Yeah. They just, they're a placeholder. It's just sad. <sighs> it's just sad that there's such a gap between those top four teams. And, then and I put Oklahoma, so top five, because LSU in their wildest dreams is not better than Oklahoma. Not even close. Like Oklahoma would put up 50 on LSU. They would. And LSU might score 25 on them. It's just, oh, my goodness. Oh my goodness, it's just terrible. It's, I hope somebody spoils it, but I mean seriously. It, and and there's so there's actually three voters in the coaches poll and two in the AP that, that don't, don't have mean, Alabama number one. Who, who do you think those coaches are? Oh, maybe Gus Malzahn, <laughs> maybe Urban Meyer, <laughs> maybe Dabo Sweeney. <laughs> I don't. I for the life of me can't figure out why anyone would say. I, I don't think Dabo would vote for himself. No, probably staff. not. He probably doesn't even vote. It's some. Of, Maybe James of, Franklin. That's probably. He's it. a bitter fella. Yeah, he is. Maybe so. He drinks from the cup of bitterness. <laughs> yes, he does. He's a very petty man. <laughs> so, anyways, I just wanted to. Maybe, maybe that's why I don't like comment him. on that. It's just it just takes the fun away to me. Not so, the fun, but it's just sad that there's not anyone. These teams are like LSU. I hope that we go to 
LSU in it, their top five, and we get to go play them because I love that. I mean, they they could beat us in theory because Georgia's offense is very average right now. I think, but it's just it they're it's like playing a top fifteen team on that's ranked number five. It just it looks a lot better than it is. Right? <laughs> Paper Tiger. Paper Man. Tiger. Oh, Kentucky just, is a nobody's, pa- nobody's paper gonna, tiger. Nobody's going to hold Alabama under 40 points. Can, can we talk about Kentucky's big win this week? Over the chickens? Oh, I thought they beat somebody. That's what they're excited about. Uh, South Carolina the, and then the Mississippi State game. The SEC East juggernaut and the SEC West juggernauts. Mm-hmm. <sighs> top 25 team, South Carolina, by the way. They were in the top 25 again. So how <laughs> squatting, squatting? Oh, because they beat like uh, who did they beat? Who did they beat? Vandy. Yeah, they beat Vandy. So that that'll vault you back. <laughs> I I realize that Vanderbilt is the top team in the state of Tennessee. Yes, they but are. That that shouldn't really get you a whole lot. I man, honestly, I think Middle Tennessee State is the best team in Tennessee. Ooh. Maybe. Well, Oof. maybe not better than Vandy. Oof. That that would be a close one. I mean, Vandy coming into this game at three, three and two. Did you watch Georgia's first drive against Tennessee? The touchdown. The not a play? yes. That was so. Was that not know, the most Tennessee so thing Tennessee. ever? <laughs> Dudes gets a strip sack. I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah. And the ball and, bounces right into Isaac. Nottis and then he hands. runs forty yards for a score. I've <laughs> never, I've untouched. never seen that. I've never seen a fumble recovery go forty yards for a touchdown no. on a sack. No. Ever. That's, I mean. <laughs> but it's so perfect. <laughs> it's so perfect. Hey, they're excited about the moral victory, though. Because you know, I, I they only say, lost by 26. I will say, I thought Tennessee, they seemed to play better than I thought they were going to play. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I expected the game to be, like, Georgia, Georgia was a little more methodical in how they got their points. It wasn't, you know. It wasn't overly impressive, no. which I haven't been impressed with our offense all year. I haven't. And, and I think, don't don't kill me over this, I think a little bit of it had to do with Pruitt's ability to coach defense. Uh-huh. Right? He couldn't coach it well enough to stop Georgia completely. But I think they did some things that made it a little bit more difficult for the dogs to have success. And Yeah. Um, but when you're – They didn't you lose, quit. You, when you lose by 26 points, that's – there's still a, you know, still a tough road to hoe, man. Hey, and listen, the – Georgia was not moving the ball. We had 10 points close to the end of the second quarter. And Jake Fromm has looked he, – he looks tight this year. Like, he looks like he's looking over his shoulder and trying not mm-hmm. to make a mistake. Mm-hmm. And you're not moving the ball, and then you put in the freshman, touchdown. And then in the second half, in the fourth quarter, you're up by 12 and you haven't been scoring. Let's put in the freshman, touchdown, touchdown. I'm just saying. Ooh. I'm ready. I'm ready to – you calling for – did you hear about ready to move on? I'm not going to spend very much on this because it's been rectified. Did you hear about your baseball player over in Georgia? I'm well aware of that. Yes. <sighs> What's up with that? They at least he was booted off the team. He was after a few days. I I have no I have no idea. I I don't. That's just a black eye in the on the universe to have somebody. Dead. And people are like. Well, he's a kid and he was drunk. I've drank a lot. It's never turned me into a racist. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> Ever. I would get drunk and do the dumbest-ish. Uh, and I'd it never only, start throwing out racial slurs. It only, I think alcohol only exacerbates who you are. Right. It'll pull out what's in exactly. there. It exactly. It doesn't manufacture stuff. Right. 
and 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 the the whole kid thing. Well, they're young. Well, he's eighteen. He's at eighteen years to learn what you do What's and right don't and wrong, do. Right. And uh, I man, just stupidity, stupidity. I was glad they booted him off. Well, hopefully yeah. he learned his lesson. I hope so. It already got more national talk, and, you know, I'm sure people could use that against Georgia, but... No I mean, way. it's one, you're talking about, you don't, one bad apple, and it's it's not, I'm sure it's, it happens at Clemson. Man, if you go into an Alabama stadium... Oh, my gosh. Oh, or Mississippi. Oh, I don't know. It's yeah. it's disappointing, yes. Very, very disappointing, but at least they took care of it and didn't suspend them, you know? If if we had Urban Meyer coaching our baseball team, something different would have happened, you know? He would have gone... He probably would have had uh, sensitivity training or something like that, you know? Watch a YouTube video about something, and, and he'd be like, oh, because he's a good player. He's one of our best hitters. But don't matter. Life goes he on. Gone. He gone. He yeah. gone. Can we jump into games this week? Yeah. First. Which one do you want to start with? Let's start as far away from the southeast as possible. Okay. And that is going to be the way what my compass tells me is the Red River shootout in Dallas. Red River. Oklahoma, a seven and a half point favorite against Texas. Now, did we look? did we miss a one or a two in front of that seven? No, it's not 27 and a half points. I'm pretty sure your handwriting says yes, seven and a half. Yes, it's a seven and a half. Oklahoma's favored by seven and a half over Texas, who, as I've stated, I jumped off that bandwagon headfirst and uh, will never be returning to it. Now, Texas ranked number 19, once again, another squatter. Oh, yes. Another squatter. What have they done to earn that ranking? Uh, let's take a look at their schedule. They lost to Maryland. That helps. They beat a very poor USC team. They did beat TCU, who may or may not be any good. And barely Kansas squeaked State. by Kansas Powerful State. Powerful showing. Maybe they were overlooking Kansas State. And so, Red River shootout. On the flip side, Oklahoma scores 50 or 60 on everyone. And so that, if you think about it, probably best to, to put the line at one touchdown. One touchdown. Uh <laughs> Let's Ellinger, 1,100 passing yards, nine touchdowns, two picks. Murray, 1,400 passing yards, 17 touchdowns. Watson running the ball for Texas, 280 yards on the season. Trey Sermons, 50, <laughs> 294 yards on the season. But let's talk about the team stat that matters, okay? You just pointed out Oklahoma is averaging 48.6 points a game. Yeah. So that would that would mean that Texas would need to be scoring right about forty two points a game, forty one and a half points a game. Mm-hmm. They're not scoring forty two or forty one and a half. They're scoring 20, just a little under that twenty eight point eight points a game, and they're giving up. Now they're giving up nineteen point eight, but Oklahoma's only giving up twenty three. Yeah. Everything everything in this game smells like a Baker Mayfield beatdown. Yeah, without kind of- Baker Mayfield, I've got. I'm 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 taking I'm taking the sucker bet. I got Oklahoma forty eight, Texas seventeen. Oh, we're close. I got Oklahoma with forty eight too. But I think they'll give up some. Okay. I got Texas scoring thirty. And um Oklahoma only winning by eighteen. Only winning by eighteen. My first thought though was seventeen for it, Texas, but then I thought, well, Oklahoma does give up points. I mean they did is- give up thirty last week to Baylor. This is a game where I feel like I could go mortgage my house. 
It feels that way, doesn't and it? And go to Vegas, which means I should probably not do that. But at the same time, there are a lot of games that you should do that. Yeah. So, so we both got Oklahoma. We've got we both have Oklahoma. Our next game, we go to the Midwest. Actually, this game is being played in Blacksburg. Mm, the Golden Domers. Traveling to Blacksburg and Lane Stadium to take on the Virginia Tech Hokies. Riding high after their redemption. Big redemption, beating up on Duke. Yeah. Duke, very tough. This is an ABC like game with a, you know, it's a, it's a night game, so all the hillbillies in Blacksburg will be able to, will be on the brown liquor. Mm-hmm. Be rowdy. Virginia Tech. Let's go back to our points per game here. They're averaging about 38 points a game. Mm-hmm. Notre Dame's averaging 32.8. Defense is relatively the same. Is Notre Dame a completely different team with Ian Book at quarterback? Seems like it. I mean, maybe <clears throat> maybe reminiscent Seems of, like it. of the Alabama last... Uh, I'm They're sorry, scoring last, more points. Last Notre Dame team to make it to the national title game and then get waxed. So look at it with... with when they had Wimbush starting, they averaged about 23 points a game. Mm-hmm. Since Book's been starting, they're averaging like 40-something points a game. Yeah. So a little difference, In including retrospect- against David Shaw's Stanford defense. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. Virginia Tech, uh, you know, gosh, eesh. big win against Florida State, and then, then they play the – one uh, double A circuit, you know, beat up on William and Mary, and then lose to Old Dominion. I think their points per game is a little bit skewed with those t- those two. Uh, even yeah. though they only scored thirty five against ODU, I mean, putting up sixty seven against William and Mary, I think uh, Creekview High School could do that. Um, and then winning over Duke, who Duke is just being Duke. Yeah, I don't know if Virginia Tech has it in them uh, to compete week in and week out. I've got Notre Dame winning this one 31 to 20. So they do cover. They do cover. Six and a half, more than enough. 20 points from. Uh, 20 points for Virginia Tech, you say? Yes. I have written down a score of Virginia Tech with 20 points. <laughs> Notre Dame with 28 points. Okay. Covering it by a. A point, a point and a half. half. All right. So we both feel the same there. We're, we're, are you coming around on Virginia Tech to my see my point of view? Until or they you? play Miami, and then they'll you know they kind of <laughs> they kind of do what they do. Uh, All right. Let's uh, let's move to the SEC. SEC. Uh, big matchup. Big top top twenty five matchup. We have the LSU Squatters against the Florida Squatters. <laughs> And it's uh, a that's in the swamp. We're gonna play that one in the swamp down there. I heard him talking today and I every time I hear that I think that it's uh, somebody doing an impression. Like no one speaks like that. He says I swear. Uh LSU it's a CBS game of the week, three thirty start. LSU will be challenged by Florida. Think back, uh, think back. Take a trip back with me 10 years ago when it was Les Miles against Urban Meyer and Tebow against those LSU teams mm-hmm. and how exciting those games were. Oh, it was great. To, it, was, it was great to see like a 17 to 13 win. Is and there was time like, but it was top 10 teams. They were legitimate. There was like a heavyweight fight and Les Miles would be pulling off fake field goals and stuff. 
you, now you fast gambler. forward, and it's Felipe Franks against Joe Burrow. De- Dan Mullen against Kojo. It's just come on. It's oh, it's ugly. I don't know. I don't know who. I don't care who wins this game. I'm not going to be impressed by either. Well, if Florida went, no, I'm not because I don't think LSU is a good team. They're not very good. I think Joe Burrow is is one of the best quarterbacks they've had. He's serviceable. Okay. Um, you know, you've got, he hasn't thrown an interception. I'll give him that. Um, He's barely completing over fifty percent of his passes, but he hasn't thrown an interception. Well, it's, I mean, and he has six touchdowns. Art. That's that's over one a game. <laughs> He's doing just enough to be a game manager. I know he is. And you got uh, Coach O, who should be featured in, in the next episode of Swamp. People. Swamp People, yeah. He he very well should. And He's going against Gators. Yeah, go Gator! And going against the Gators. Shoot him, Joe! Shoot him, Joe! Oh my gosh! Uh, both teams averaging over 30 points a game. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? And both defenses, right? They're giving up about 15, 14 and a half, 15 points a game. Um, more impressive wins probably, in my opinion, go to LSU. Yes, uh, without with the question. the win over at the time, number eight Miami, probably a little overrated. And then um, Auburn, Florida with the, I mean, juggernaut victory last week. Over Mississippi State, yeah. thirteen to six. The only touchdown in that game was thrown by Kadarius Tony, who's a wide receiver. <laughs> so. uh, for for all those who are keeping score, yeah. Um, have you seen the tattoos on that guy? Uh uh-uh. Kadarius Tony. No, he seems like an interesting fella. Does he have a life story? I I'm sure he does. Yeah. Um, I don't think Florida is very good, and I think this is going to be one of the most boring. Uh, SEC matchups that somehow Gary Danielson makes to makes to be so amazing, appealing, appealing. Um, he'll bludgeon us to death with Felipe Franks needs to throw the ball. I mean, I mean just kind of how he just he just yeah. shut up, Danielson. Nestler makes this game. Yeah, Nestler's palatable. The, the best. Danielson gets old quickly. Extremely old. And that was a horrible Danielson impression. I'll work on that. Well, it didn't sound any worse than Danielson does. So. <laughs> um, Florida I, goes down in the swamp, 27-20 to LSU. I'm taking. I'm sure the total overall points is probably about 26. <laughs> and I've got them at 47. <laughs> what say you, Mr. Allen? Oh... I've got a lower scoring game. I've got LSU putting up 20. Florida puts up 13. And I'm not even sure how they're going to get that touchdown because <laughs> Felipe Franks and uh, I don't think Mullen will be dancing much on the sideline. I don't think anyone will be dancing. Um, I, I think it'll be – I I mean, it, I think it could go either two ways. It could be a low-scoring close game or I think LSU could win by 17 or 20 and just blitz them. Because they're defense, and I don't think Florida's offense can score on them. That's all. No faith in the Gators. No faith. Go Gator. Hmm. Percy Harvey, Urban Myers, go Gator. 
Oh, that never gets old for me. Let's let's stay, stay in the, in the sunshine state. No, let's oh. stay in the sunshine state. You're man. saving the, the the most lopsided game till last. No, because it's the battle of the best team in Georgia versus the best team in Tennessee. The border war. It is a. I mean, you got it. And look, Florida State taking on Miami, and. Unfortunately, this is not a game with national national championship implications. Mm-hmm. Uh, the game will be in um, in South Florida. The Knowles average in a paltry twenty two point two points a game. They come into this game with a record of uh, three and two, and they're one and four against the spread. They're a 13-and-a-half-point dog to Miami. Mm-hmm. A Miami team that could barely muster 17 points against LSU and gave up 33 points to LSU. But a Miami team that broke out the turnover chain six times last week against a hapless North Carolina team. Malik Rozier's been replaced. I'm sorry. Malik Rozier's been replaced by Nkosi Perry, which is great for me. You got DeAndre Francois, who's thrown five picks and has probably seen, been on his backside more than he's been upright this year. I don't see any way Florida State beats Miami. Actually, that's not true. I do see. I, I mean, I, I, I guess in Kosi Perry could get hurt, and then you have to go with Malik Rozier, and then you know maybe Florida State wins on something fluky. But so how would while you were gone, Rozier got benched, right? Yes. Okay. What did what what exactly was the reason for that? Do you think that the just the team overall wasn't play? moving? The, okay. the overall play. So is so the Aaron Murray thing wasn't wasn't legitimate that comparison. Oh no! I'm guessing. Not, not at all. <laughs> okay, that was Mark Rick that said that. Not me. Murray never no. got benched. That in was game Mark three. That was Mark Rick that said that. Not all me. right. Um, so how's Perry done? He's pedestrian. I think that's well, probably the best way to put. That. That's my word of the day: pedestrian. Uh, I think he had last week against North Carolina one touchdown, one pick, and threw for maybe a, a buck eighty, buck eighty one. Does he uh, run? Uh, he can, uh, but so can Rozier. Rozier's actually pretty good at running the ball. Yeah. Um, at, but at this point, it's not about running the ball; it's completing passes down the field. That's yeah. what's important. Okay. And if your defense is forcing six turnovers, which is more than they forced all season so far, uh, you know you don't have to do a whole lot of. I don't yeah. know if you're scoring off of those. I don't expect Miami to score three defensive touchdowns this week. It'd be nice. Mm-hmm. Well, that was, man, the, the bread and butter last year. Mm-hmm. Oh, just turnovers. Not yeah. necessarily touchdowns, but right, turnovers. Right, turnovers. And anytime your team can, can turn somebody over. Florida State allowing 284 yards through the air a game. Just absolutely atrocious. Yeah. All right, but do, but but does all that go out the window for a rivalry it does, game here? It does in this rivalry game. Thirteen and a half points is too much. Miami thirty-one, Florida State twenty. Okay. The Canes do not cover. The Canes do not cover to you. Anytime I think of Miami, Florida State, you'll have to tell me exactly who the FSU player is. But I think of Sean Taylor flattening that receiver when it was raining. I don't remember who it was. It was some little guy, and Sean Taylor just destroyed him. You know what I'm talking about. 
it wasn't Preston Parker. And I'm thinking of Kez McCorvey because Kez McCorvey took an absolute wicked shot, but this might have been earlier than that. Oh, anyways. But, um... Are we going back? You're probably talking about, this is guys, 2000 Sean and, Taylor, uh, so probably 05, uh, 06. Four? Maybe. And you're going to have to make us hit the Google. We're going to take a pause Hold for on, the y'all. cause. This, this commercial break is brought to you by... Brock's candy corn. It is October. I guess that was earlier because he died in 07. Um, 2004 he was drafted. So yeah, I guess that was 2003. PK Sam. PK Sam. Yes, that's what it was. Let's watch that. Let's me. Me and I are gonna watch a video clip. And unfortunately, our and y'all can watch along at home if you want. It's the hardest hit ever. YouTube. It's the hardest hit ever by Sean Taylor. Unfortunately, our sound's not working. So. Oh, this video is awful. Yeah. Boom! <laughs> <laughs> oh, my Dude. gosh. So here comes Sam. PK Sam, not a big guy. Bobbling. Bobbling the ball. Boom. Sean Taylor ends him. Just, Just took his soul. Does a flip. Yeah. He absolutely took his soul. High quality, maybe? Or that might be a link to a some sort of scam. Oh, that's high quality. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, that's what I think of. I think of Sean Taylor destroying Seminoles. Um, I'm with you. I, I, I don't think Miami's definitely better. I don't think 13 and a half points better. Is this in Florida State? No, it's, it's, it's in Miami. Miami. Um, I've got Miami putting up 27. FSU, the same thing. Putting up 17, hanging within 10, but just not quite. Not there to, right. to, to win it. Not going to be two touchdowns. Uh, Taggart. Taggart still in over his head, or is he getting better? I don't know. I don't, I don't, I've never judged somebody on the first five games of their first, even the first season. It's just so hard to go in, and all the players are somebody else's players, and you don't know if they bought in, and you're changing the system and everything. I give people a year at least. I mean, like at least. So I think he's still got time. I mean, Georgia lost to Vanderbilt in Kirby's first year, lost five games, you know, lost. That's true. That's so. True. Speaking uh, speaking of Georgia, now last week Georgia was a what thirty one and a half point favorite against Tennessee. Yes. Yeah, this week the number one team in the state of Tennessee comes calling. Yeah, and that's reflected in the spread being significantly lower. Right, Georgia only only a twenty six and a half point yeah. favorite over Vandy. You know what's funny about that Tennessee spread was that we were favored by less over Middle Tennessee State and now less over Vandy. So if you're the mighty proud Vols, and your your odds, the spread is higher for you than it is for Middle Tennessee State and Vandy. Oh boy, twenty six and a half. The the Commodores, which the Commodores played Notre Dame very close, had a chance to win that. Came down, could have beaten Notre Dame, maybe. Yeah. They do have. Uh, very disciplined team, but and I'm I've said it. Georgia offensively, I don't. We're not. There's something. It's just not right. Something. There's no chemistry. It's it's just out of whack. Okay, the passing game in particular, but and and the play calling as well. It's just not. I. It's not. There's also injuries on the offensive line, but it's just something's not right. We're still scoring forty a game, but it's not. I don't know. I mean, so who knows? 
man, Derek Mason could put together a defensive game plan to hold Georgia to just a few scores. And then and noted, I mean, Vandy could – Kyle Shermer could have the game of his life. and He's going to need it. Okay. He's going to need it. Um, I'm, I'm looking at Vanderbilt's wins this season. Yeah. Middle Tennessee. Yeah. Nevada. Yeah. Tennessee State. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing about those three teams screams legitimate to me. No. I mean, no disrespect to those three teams. They, I'm sure they, right, are are good football. And Tennessee State, what was the what was the final score in that one? Thirty-one to twenty-seven. Okay, four point one. So then I'm looking at Georgia. Hmm. Beat Austin P by forty-five. Beat Middle Tennessee by forty-two. Beat Missouri by fourteen. Yeah. Beat Tennessee by twenty-six. Mm-hmm. Beat the chickens by what is that? Thirty. Thirty-four. Uh, no. Twenty-four. 24. Yeah. It's just very. I just don't see any way Vanderbilt can cover. I'm sorry. Any way Vanderbilt can beat Georgia this week? No, no. There's no way they could do that. <laughs> but I, I just want to continue to hammer home the point that Vanderbilt is the best team in the state of Tennessee, and the, that is the best offering Tennessee has to offer. Right. Because it's, Memphis is is not having a strong year. No. So no. that leaves you with MTSU, Middle Tennessee. Yeah, Tennessee State. And and Vandy. Um and Vandy. Yeah. As as those battling for the prize. All right, let's get serious here. There's no way in hell Vandy wins. No. But Georgia the once points. again Tell does not cover. Does Do not, not cover. cover. Georgia forty two. Vandy twenty. And Kirby has a reason to be upset and irate in his post-game conference. So, this is interesting for me. So, you think Vandy is going to score more points than any team except for Drew Locke has in Missouri. So, Vandy's going to score more than South Carolina did or Middle Tennessee State or Tennessee. Okay. That's interesting. It could happen. Um, The last two, like I told you, the last two weeks, I would have picked Georgia to not cover. Mm -hmm. So the the two games we picked, I picked Georgia to cover. Mm -hmm. So I don't want people thinking I just picked Georgia to cover every game. So the last two I didn't pick. This week, Georgia will cover. Mm. Because, man, listen, the Missouri game was not pretty. We won by two touchdowns, but there was a lot to fix there. Mm -hmm. Tennessee game, Not not pretty. And... That uh, I just man, those I think they're going to get their. Those boys are going to be have been screamed at quite a bit in practice this week, and uh, and come out trying to kind of rectify that sort of everything that's kind of gone. So I say wrong, but it's like you're ranked number two, and you're beating everybody by two or three touchdowns. So it's it's not like terribly wrong, but it's just you're not. I mean, we're number two, but that's that we're not the second best team in the country right now. Anyways, I, I'm giving us 45 Vanderbilt. I'm being generous even with 17, though. Mm. I think they might score like 13. Okay. But I'll say 17. All right. So Georgia does barely Georgia cover. Does. So a get-right game for the dogs. Yeah, so to, just right. kind of get warmed up for LSU the week after. Because I think also, I think that offensively, I think Fields is going to play even more and – Dude, I'm just telling you, every possession he's come in on, we've scored a touchdown. So, I'm 
I think even in the second half, if we come in, you know, if we're up by 21 points and they're, he's running the offense and the running backs are going to run all over him, I mean, it's it's you can't kneel every play late in the game. And I think it'll be even the backups will be scoring touchdowns, running backs. So, okay. And I, I don't think Vandy's going to score on our backups on defense either. So. Mm. Mm. I don't know. So that is our one difference this week, huh? All right. So Georgia and Vandy. Georgia Vandy. I'm glad we I'm glad we picked this game. Otherwise, we um, I don't have updated standings this week. I have to. No, that's all right. <laughs> um, uh, real quick, yes. a game we're not picking the spread up, but straight up, Kentucky's ranked 13th. They're going to Texas A&M, and Texas A&M is favored by five. Who wins that straight up, Kentucky A&M. or A&M? A&M. I'm Are you with you. Me? I'm with you. And and can we go? I know we're we're long on time here. Extremely long on time, but you sent you sent some golden material, and I just have so much fun with this. Wait, what? <laughs> what? That's that segment. It just it's just golden. So so much material this week, but the one that stands out uh, uh, most most to me is Big Blue Dog Twelve. All right, that kind of, and it's D A W G. Yeah, dog. Like it's like a Georgia or Mississippi State fan, right? Except it's on the Kentucky. But he's big blue dog. It's on catspaws.com. Paws spelled P-A-U-S-E. Is it which, really? Yeah. Which Cats th- paws? Yeah. Doesn't that make any sense? No. That's no. not whatsoever. Maybe no, someone can, from Kentucky can fill us on them why their message mm-hmm. board is cats paws, as in take a paws, maybe. Let's, I don't know. Oh, gosh. So big blue dog, who's, who's uh, he's pretty active on this board. Uh, a couple days ago, I guess this was Sunday, September 30th at 5.38. They're riding sky high over their win. Big, big win over South Carolina. The fifth, their fifth win in a row over South Carolina. So, <laughs> I mean, that, and that's how you measure. When you start measuring your success by beating South Carolina, that should say something about your program. Mm-hmm. Big Blue Dog says, Mark Stoops is coach of the year. Book that. Benny likely won't win Heisman, but he will win Dope Walker. Yeah. Josh should win a few awards. Josh Allen, he's a good defender. Okay. I think GA, Georgia, is very beatable. That 10 score, Tennessee, was indicative of the game. Which, okay, the score was indicative of the game. I'm trying to figure out what that okay. means. Maybe he meant was. Oh, wasn't. I'm sorry. The score oh. wasn't indicative. I'm, I'm My fault. Okay. The score wasn't indicative of the game. UGA took a fumble by Fromm for a long TD and scored late with the game basically over or over basically. Tennessee had chance to win that. Chance to win that. Um, Did you watch that game? At any point, did you think Tennessee has a chance to win this? No. No. As a matter of fact, I thought Tennessee had a chance to win when I saw the strip sack, and for a moment I was like, they can get pressure on the quarterback. They can cause a fumble. Yeah. And then the ball bounces right into – we talked about this. It bounces right up into – it's the, the most Tennessee thing happened. Uh-huh. And then I realized, you know, what it must be like to be a Tennessee fan. I can't I can't fathom it's, it. It's, You've had Butch Jones. And you had – wait, you had Lane, Lane Kiffin Kiff, Derek Dooley. leave you at midnight. You had Derek Dooley to begin with. Yeah. Lane Kiffin leave you at midnight. Derek Dooley. And then you buy into Butch. Then Butch leaves. Well, you kick Butch to the curb, and then you hire Greg Schiano, and then you riot, and then you're going to hire Gruden, and then it's not Gruden, and then there's about ten other guys, and then you land up Pruitt. And you, you also, I mean, you, 
they basically called everybody, including that dog, that said, "No, I'm not interested yeah. in taking the tent." I mean, everybody. And, and it's also come. It's some close to 680 days since they've won an SEC game. <laughs> yeah, they didn't last year. They they might not win one this year. Uh, it's hard to find it. one on their schedule. Yeah. But anyway, so the point is that the Kentucky guy thought that Tennessee did have a good chance of winning that okay. game. A chance. It continues. Yeah. It gets gooder. Hold on. Let me see. UGA can't stop the run and can't run when teams stack the box. Yeah. We get them by 10 at home. Bam. 10-point favorites, y'all. Kentucky over Georgia. That is our weight. What? Segment for the week. It's just where, where is that confidence coming from at this point? What is it that you've done? that makes you feel that you're 10 points better than Georgia. And clearly. And... Obviously, he was talking about John Calipari <laughs> beating up on Tom Crean this year. Could be. I mean, could be. I have to think that somehow he got his wires crossed. Yeah. Georgia by 10 and a half. I mean... Find our, our stats, statistics real quick. I just want to see some the team stats. Oh, for real, are... they're not even going to show it. Now go, yeah, go back one to the clubhouse. Down. Team stats, all team rankings. That's just rankings. I'll get out of here. I just want to see how many rushing yards per game we're giving up because Missouri was able to run on us. Oh, that should that should be here. Oh no 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 no. This is, this makes for good. For good radio. Well, it's a podcast. Theoretically, we can edit this out. But <laughs> That's true. We don't need to. But we won't. No. We won't. Uh, should be right. Rush yards allowed. So we can't stop the run. We're giving up 108 yards per game rushing. I wonder where. We got to. At some point, we'll figure out where that ranks in the. <laughs> George is number one in the, in the conference in uh, defensive efficiency and then overall we're number two or number three Bama by the way is not top three in e- either category um, so a hundred yeah rush yards allowed 108 that apparently means you can't stop the run if you're giving up a whopping 108 yards per game can we can, dare we see what uh, Kentucky is giving up ah that's smart because they can stop the run they just have to load the box but they're giving up 110. 110. Okay. Well, there you go. And uh, we're both rushing for roughly 250 yards a game. But if they stack the box, well, we won't be able to run. If we stack the box, they, they will. Well, because Benny Snell is going to win the Doak Walker. The Doak Walker, yeah. DeAndre Swift, not much of a running back. No. Neither no. is Elijah Holyfield. No. They're just they're, And once again, here's my Bones. word. Pedestrian. Pedestrian. <laughs> Very Offensive pedestrian. line, too, very pedestrian. Anyways. Man, I know we ran long. We had a lot to catch up with. Thanks for hanging with us. We, we should have. I mean, you know, if we had more time, we could do segments on the, um, like, we could call it, like, on the ledge or something and go to each, the, the fan base that's most on the ledge and, and giving up. Because, man, South Carolina, you want to talk about South Carolina. They had built themselves back up in their minds. Yeah. And were ready to go on a run. And to lose their fifth straight in the way they did, I mean, it's it's Muschamp needs to be fired. Um, the offensive coordinator is a joke. Jake Bentley sucks. You know, it's it man, it goes. I told you their 
their emotional roller coaster is just there's no middle ground you know it's either way up or completely flatline it's they just go up down up down up down and they let them like they 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 you can seriously I, you could sit back and chart it and watch as the confidence grows in the preseason mm-hmm and then they'll have a win or two. It keeps growing. Mm-hmm. A loss comes and it plummets back down to zero. But then a win over anyone, and that confidence starts growing again, and it goes up, and then a loss, and it's just like a... I mean, the chart would just be up and down and up and down and up and down. It's just... It's no way to live, but it's funny, man. They it's, do it to themselves. It is. It's... It's, you try to warn them, you know. It's like you tell we tried. them. Mm-mm. We tried in the preseason. Wait, we did. Wait, guys, look out. This is not. Yeah. You're not Alabama. Mm-hmm. There's only so much mean you can do. There's only so many it's, ways we they, can affect the they, world. You know what? I, it's it's like they've, they've got, uh, you know, the, the champagne taste and a, and a Budweiser budget. It's what they, <laughs> you know. That's a good way of looking at it. That's all they think. So... Anyways, Anyways. we're out of time. We're way out. Oh, we are way over. (sighs) Well, two weeks crammed in. It's a lot of lot of material. Just we did our best. Thanks for hanging with us, guys. Again, the role players follow us on Twitter at the role players number one. Um, The the brains of this outfit has really been putting out some clever tweets uh, over the last couple weeks. So we just want to give him. (laughs) (laughs) We try to be more active on there. It's just it just gets tough with. uh, when our day jobs demand so much of us. Yeah. But, uh, and our children. And our, yes. <laughs> and our spouses and our other, yeah. Other responsibilities. Our yards. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, well. Guys, I am, thanks for hanging with us. I am, once again, find us on Twitter at the Role Players One on, uh, where, where else are we? Uh, SoundCloud, iTunes. That's right. Just look us up. Blue Microphone. You know where to find us. Subscribe. You know where we are. Subscribe. You'll get the update on Friday morning when it comes out. You don't want to miss it. You guys have a great week. Thanks for listening. Bye.